Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Every Mom Meets a Friend. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I hope you had a great long weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Happy beginning of summer. And if you know me, I am very happy in saying that. So for today, we're talking about why I might not text you back. Whoo, hot take, right? I feel like this is something that's super important to me, something I feel very passionate about because I would be classified as a bad texter and it's okay. Not all of us are good texters. Someone's got to be the bad texter. We're all in relative to each other at some point. So really there's going to be a better texter out there than you if you think you're a good texter. But with that, obviously a little bit of bitterness in my tone, I'd like to take a hard left and start off today's episode with a little bit of scripture because I feel very passionate about my job and my role in taking care of my family. And so I know this is silly, but I literally just typed into Google, what does scripture say about taking care of family? And so Lord, cover this please. But the first verse to pop up was from 1 Timothy. It's 1 Timothy 3, 4 through 5. And it says, he must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? And so it reminded me as I think about my ministry, how I spend my time, how I spend my energy units, something you'll hear about in today's episode. I just know that taking care of my family, no matter if I was working outside of the home or how I feel like I'm working inside of the home, that I want to make sure it is worthy of full respect. And so I even think about, so my mom has mentioned to me, like she does actually feel sorry for some people or feel sorry for me in this generation of having to constantly be connected to our phone. Because not to say life was easier back then, I feel like many people will say, oh, life was easier and how I was raised, but there's always something. But I I feel like what my mom is pointing to is the fact that I feel like I have a lot in front of me, but I also have this weight of all the people that I am connected to at any moment through my phone. And so I am doing this big push to you today, but also always to make sure that you are connecting with people locally. That's a big theme of today. And so my big question for today goes along with that. So warm up your hands, y'all. One, two, three. Okay, so the big question for today is, do you have a neighborhood friend? A la, think of like Americana, like old school, like friend down the street. Like if you were getting on your bike and riding to this friend's house, would you be able to make it in 20 minutes or less? Really, I just feel like it's important that we have this idea of foxhole friends. And although those friends, especially in a larger city where I am, might always not be in 20 minute radius, I feel like it is just a worthy thing to push for of having your local friends actually be really close to your house. I feel like a friend of mine in New Hampshire had this big discussion one day about that we drive sometimes far to go to a church when there is churches that you pass on the way to it. And it kind of takes you back to this old school idea of what if we just lived life with the people that were kind of around our house. And even for me, I feel like I am constantly like desiring to be close to my neighbors, but I don't feel like that's reciprocated, honestly, a lot. And so it's just interesting, something I want to just put onto your plate of making sure you're digging into your local community where you are, where the Lord has placed you, where your house is. But obviously that goes even like metaphorically beyond to like who's in front of you right now. Is that that play date? Is that that child? Is that your husband? Um, And although I could say, obviously like my mom doesn't live close, my close inner circle is not in this city. And so I feel like I am spending a lot of time doing life with people that are not in Seattle and I feel convicted from that. And so I'm definitely kind of putting on my shoulders and I'm hoping it's a call to you as well of making sure that you're digging in deep to 
your community. Am I making that clear enough by repeating it over and over? I don't know. You're about to hear it a little more today. So let me go ahead and release you to today's episode. As a reminder, this is a part of this mini series around friendships and even in my life, how I feel like I need to do better. I think we all can kind of do better here. And really it's a big callback to the whole reason I even created this podcast in its entirety about moms, the fact that we are with people all day, yet we can be the most lonely people that physically I'm being touched all day, but deep in my heart and my cup filling up, does that happen every day? Not really. And so let's talk about that on today's episode. But yeah, hope y'all enjoy it. This is a solo episode for me. And we have a couple new guests um, on future episodes that I'm excited to bring on. Um, Some returning, but some new. So look forward to that. And let me just go ahead and release you to today's episode. Okay, let's talk today about why sometimes I might not text you back. I just feel like it maybe is a little bit of like a hook here because I know for a fact that many of you feel this weight of forcing yourself to do all the things like being a present and engaged mother with your kids and all the activities, but also being sure to teach them the Bible every day and also making sure to be a kick-a wife who never has laundry and is always gracious and available for your hubby and a whole person outside of being those things that has hobbies and is growing your mind through reading and podcasting. Also, you work out daily and you bake fresh loaves of bread and never misses a friend's birthday. I mean, it started sound comical when you put it all together like that. Like when did we get brainwashed somewhere along the line to think that if you do anything less than what I just described, that you're failing, that you're floundering under pressure that we're supposedly made to do as women. Gah, I just feel like I could go on for days. And also I feel like I could give myself a good long look in the mirror as to why I've made all these things like my idol. Which brings me to why I've consciously decided that although the gals in my life are so important and everybody who reaches out to me on text message are so important that I am actually specifically placing importance on my local friends, my kind of do life with in the present friends. And it doesn't mean that if you're not local to me, you're not important to me, but it does just feel like I'm taking an intentional effort for the people that are local with me, but it also in a way might seem like improportionate to how long I've known you or the experiences we've had, but I just feel like there's an importance to having local community. And so when we talk about the word proximity, which we've brought up in previous episodes, but proximity is just so, so key in building a friend base. And there's really just not enough time in the day. And for me, I've moved and had the privilege of building many circles of friends. But let me be clear. It's not like I've showed up to a city and been handed a list of people that I get to do life with. I've worked my tail off to be vulnerable and put myself out there over and over. And I've been so lonely and I've hit dead ends and I've had friends who I choose to not spend as much time with because they might either be draining or our lives just don't sync up for whatever reason. But so let's just say that we all have the willingness and we want to make friends, right? Actually, I screenshotted a post of a gal who I used to go to high school with. Um, She was a couple years older than me and we weren't really friends per se, but I saw her post online and it absolutely broke my heart. I think it did because people that are reaching out to social media to find their people, I know have gone through so many dead ends and a lot of lonely days. But seeing her post was one of the reasons I wanted to do this mini series. And so let me just first read it to you. Okay, so it said, I feel like making friends as adults is the hardest thing ever. And being burned by friends has done nothing but make me go into a shell. I just want my person, a friend that I can do everything with and tell everything to, that I can call up and hang out with, with or without kids and husbands. I don't know. I just feel lost. I know it's harder to have as adults, and maybe I'm just lonely being at home all the time. 
but man, I'm in my feels today. And I can't tell you how many comments were like, me too, oh, like loving on you from afar, like wish we could do life together. So really, I feel like what's interesting is this person who was reaching out for community had about 60 people reaching out to her via social media. But let's be honest, obviously that's not real, right? And I feel like I was in some ways quick to judge or feel pity towards her in a way that felt like, oh, I've never been in that position. When in fact, I have been my own version of that person on actually social media where I reached out, oh, I'm moving to this certain city looking for friends. And so it made me go down this rabbit hole of why sometimes I have a hard time going deep with people or making friends. And it brought me to the specific part in the book, Find Your People by Jenny Allen that I've referenced a lot in this series because I just can't say her words smarter or better than her. I just feel like I'm just gonna read this passage, but just be sure to check out her book to learn more about this and kind of the whole idea of finding your people. Um, And she was talking about pain and why we hide because of pain. Um, So let me read it here. It would be easy to keep reading about my friendship dysfunctions and not apply anything to your life. But since we've agreed to take this journey together, I'd like to give you a more active role. And so I will ask you, what are your past relationship pains? In what ways have you been hurt? Have you opened up to a friend only to have the friend use what you shared against you? Yeah. Have you drawn close to a group of friends and eventually found yourself on the outside of that group? Mm -hmm. Have you felt judged because you didn't measure up to some standards, spoken or unspoken? For sure. Have you shared a struggle only to receive a sideways glance of judgment, made you feel like you're the only one who really struggles? Uh Uh-huh. Have you invited and invited and shared and shared and invested and invested, and then when you need something, no one's there? So it really brought me to this idea of, oh my gosh, like I appear to be the most open and gregarious person, but I actually put up walls too. Even though I would classify myself as extroverted and chatty and inclusive and outgoing and generous with time and heart and caring and loving and a person who's seeking connection, I just feel like it's worth saying that one of my deepest insecurities of my heart, it just comes out in the fact that if I'm the one to walk away, then you can never walk away from me first. Um, That's just really vulnerable of me to say out loud. And I just feel like people have told me that in every move, you will have no trouble. You're the easiest person to talk to. Everybody loves you. And somehow you just always find friends. And although I take that as a compliment, I sometimes feel fearful that my personality will read like, don't, you know, make a lot of effort with me because I'm fine. Even though I feel like there's been plenty of times in my life when I have been eager and seeking friendship and they're just not there. Um, And I've mentioned in a previous episode about the fact that I realized that I actually, Anna, have three buckets of friends. I have my close inner circle, and then I just have my out-of-town friends and my in-town friends. And I've had to think of it that way because I've spent too much of my time comparing people to people, and it really has helped me to remember that I have friends by city in each city that I've lived in, and I also have friends by season of life. And you just can't do life with all these people. And so I've worked to let go of needing to be available to everyone all the time and completely emptying my cup. So ergo, why I might not text you back. And I can say from experience and with my type of personality that is probably as classified as a true extrovert where I get my energy from being with others, maintaining friendships from far away is not super healthy for me. So it's not about quantity. Like I don't want you to get down on yourself because you don't have 20 friends that you could call right now. I just want you to hear me and say, I'm a true extrovert. I feel like I do attract people, but it doesn't matter your personality type. You just have to be confident to look for, seek out, and try hard to find people to do life with. And it brings me to that idea that we talked about in a couple episodes ago about 
how you have to be in the foxhole of people. You have to find your foxhole people. And so I think there's just a realness to the 20-minute radius around your home. So who are your friends right now that can be in your house in 20 minutes? If you had an emergency, if something tragic happened, or if something amazing happened and they wanted to toast you with a glass of wine. And to finish up, it brings me back to this idea of this episode that I posted, gosh, like a year and a half ago, maybe. It's about energy units and this idea of you only have a certain amount of energy units per day. So like think about if you had 10 energy units allotted to you at the beginning of the day and certain parts of your day expend energy units and certain parts of your day add energy units. So it's really important to be very self-aware about yourself and to not get a deficit in certain areas or certain days. And so for me, I have a certain level of stress around making sure I respond to people with intentionality. And sometimes that takes away from what I'm doing presently. So it's not a personal thing. It's not the person that's texting me. It's in fact a personal issue of my own that when I'm glued to my phone, I don't feel like I'm doing a good job of being present, most likely like with my kids or with my husband. And I kind of have this whole bone to pick with this idea of like good texter, bad texter. Like I definitely know like my very best friend, Kaylin, would consider me even a bad texter. Even though we communicate a lot, I just am a bad texter. But I kind of have this whole idea of like, who who decided who gets to be good texters and bad texters? Like who decided that this certain amount of time makes you a bad texter? This certain amount of time makes you a good texture. And like that energy units idea, like the first hour of the day and the last hour of the day is super pinnacle for me and my success for that day and potentially like the next day. And so for me, living a three hour time zone difference away from most of my people, I wake up to a lot of text messages. And by the time that I go to bed, I have a lot of things to respond to. And I just feel like for my marriage sake, if I spend the first hour of the day responding to text messages and the last hour of the day responding to text messages, I just feel like I'm not spending time with Christopher. And I know that sounds crazy, but if we're really talking about truly responding to text messages there's only certain chunks of the day when my kids are asleep and it makes sense to kind of like sit down and knock them out and you know the middle of the day for rest time and nap time it depends on how the day looks like a lot of times that is the time that I get back to people or I make a phone call or catch up on whatever but there are some days with depending on how that morning went or depending on what's happening in the afternoon, that rest time is important for me to potentially like deprioritize getting back to people because I need to like still my mind and be prepared for what's happening ahead. And even for a true extrovert, like recharge my social battery. So I just think maybe I'm an anomaly that I'm a true extrovert. I do love people. I love chatting with people. I would say I have the gift of gab. Obviously I have a whole podcast around this, but even in myself, I can't spend my whole life getting back to text messages and it's so important to making sure I'm planning play dates and being with people in person, going to Bible studies. And even in the fall, I've had to decide to not say yes to certain things so I can be available for other things. Um, You know, Ellie's going to kindergarten in the fall. I have set aside truly like pre-set aside days and times that I'm hopeful that I'm going to be popping into that school. However they need me, I'm going to be the class parent. I'm going to volunteer in the PTA. However I can be present at that school, that's going to be like my ministry in the way that I am kind of getting over the fact that I would love to send Ellie to a private school and I am instead sending her to the public school super close to us. And it's okay. That's good. Um, But what my mom did growing up was she was present at our school. So that's something I would like to do for my kids as well. And so although this is kind of a tangent or derailing from the idea of not getting back to people on texting, I'm like, I just feel like there are times in my day where I have to just 
pay attention to what's in front of me. And obviously right now that's little kids and they take a lot of your energy. And I don't want my kids that if they drew a picture of me, they would see me holding my phone, looking down, texting people back. Not that I don't love all of you people who send me a text message or hopefully you understand that this isn't a personal thing. It's just that just how my brain works and what is important to me i.e. my family right in front of me right today. It just means that sometimes I'm not going to get back to you or the text message gets lost. So please it will not offend me to text me again. So with that blanket statement, that is my thoughts around being sure to prioritize your local people and obviously your family, y'all. They're right in front of you and time is so fleeting. So there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So after simmering down and editing this episode, I wanted to give y'all kind of a quick spark notes version of what points I think are actually important about why I won't always text you back. I ultimately believe that being present where you are rather than always being absorbed in your phone actually helps you connect better and be more mindful when you're present with people. But on the other side of the coin, it's obviously important to be respectful to people, you know, by responding back. I just feel like I need to remember that using your phone has benefits, but finding a healthy balance and consciously choosing moments to be present without distractions can lead to a lot more fulfilling experiences. And I feel like I can find deeper connections and improved overall, kind of have a balanced cup and more of my like well-being more balanced. Does that make sense? And maybe I'm telling you something you need to hear, but sometimes I wish someone would tell me that it's perfectly okay if you're not a good texter. Not everyone finds comfort or finds it easy to stay up with people through text messages. And it's taking me getting to my 30s to realize that everyone communicates differently. And instead of focusing on being a good texter, so to speak, I can find rest in simply that that just might not be my preferred method of connecting with people. So as I've thought about it, long distance friends might merit a phone call or a FaceTime, but I truly thrive through in-person conversations and real-time dialogue. I just feel like I have found rest in what matters most in maintaining relationships is the quality of connection when it happens and the effort of putting into staying connected rather than the specific method of communication. Can I get an amen, y'all? But with that, we have one more episode to dive into for this friendship series, and that's on how to actually make friends. I tend to get this question a lot, or I've had people ask for mentorship on like how to do this, so I'm boiling down all my tips and tricks for next week and maybe talking through some of the tough parts of my friendship journeys too. And also I have to say it's really sweet to hit this landmark of actually next episode being my 100th episode for Every Mom Needs a Friend. Ah, Just a fun accomplishment and no better way to bring in a fun episode number than hitting square between the eyes the ways to combat loneliness. So, ooh, very excited for that. Y'all are going to love it. And I do truly love y'all. So, yeah, y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening thus far. And we will chat next week. All right, bye.